Hello and welcome to another episode of American Murder Stories. I am your host Lorraine Purden and I'm here to discuss all things true crime as I discover cases from North, Central and South America. This episode brings us to South America, Brazil to be exact, where I will discuss a serial killer known as Pedrino Matador. That is translated to Killer PT. He was also known as the Killer of Killers. And that is Pedro Rodriguez Filo. Pedro Rodriguez Filo had been dubbed the real-life Dexter. Like that of Dexter, he would tend to target people who were criminals. I'll be honest, this is quite a strange case, as the man who is said to kill over 100 people, officially 71, 40 of whom were in prison while he was there, is now a free man. He has a YouTube channel, and when asked would he kill again, he says no, I would only kill again if someone came to take my life or the lives of the people I love who are my family. Over the years, Philo has been known to exaggerate his story, and on occasion, he seems quite confused when discussing his life. Most of the information out there about Philo is actually in Portuguese, his first language. But the main source I used for this episode was called Psycho.com Serial Killers on the Internet, True Stories of Psychopaths Who Became Online Sensations, and that was written by an Eileen Ormsby. She did manage to get a translator to get a lot of the information that she has, and she has tried to be as accurate as possible. So how does it work with a serial killer like Philo? Does it make a difference to his victims? They weren't what you would call good people. When we think of serial killers, we like to know that they are secured behind bars, but this serial killer is very different. He is free, but he does actually look like he's turned his life around. Now, while this may be the case, is he simply an exception to the rule? When we saw Dexter murdering people on TV, did we care? No, because of who he's killing. We actually rooted for Dexter. We liked him. Sometimes bad people get away with bad things. They don't always end up in jail. So would you shed a tear if a vigilante decided to take matters into their own hands and killed a paedophile, a rapist, a murderer? like Killer Petey did. Pedro Rodriguez Filo, who was named after his father, was born, the confusion starts here, on June or July the 17th, 1954. He has also claimed that his birthday is on October 30th. He was named after his father, and Filo means junior. He was born on a farm at Santa Rita do Sapucai in Brazil. Life for Pedro did not start well. Before he was born, Pedro was already being abused by his father. His father would beat his mother on a regular basis. Even when she was pregnant, the attacks would continue. One day, he beat her so badly while she was pregnant, kicking her in her belly, that Philo's skull would be damaged when he was born. This abuse would continue once he was born and throughout his childhood. While his childhood was filled with abuse, they actually did okay in other aspects of their life, and this comes to having a roof over their head and food was available. He grew up in a really poor area. There was extreme poverty. And while they themselves were poor, they wouldn't starve. While his father was known as an abusive parent, his mother, Manuela, was also known for having a heavy hand. She was a deeply religious woman and she would go to church on a regular basis. This was not the best time for Philo as he struggled to follow the service and would sometimes fall asleep. Falling asleep meant a beating from his mother. 
Home life may not have been great, but he was lucky enough to have a positive influence in his life, and that was his grandfather, Joaquim. Philo describes him as a simple gentleman. He would teach him many things to help his chances of survival in this world, such as how to hunt, how to swim, how to plant food. He would also show him how to bone an ox, and therefore how to use a knife. He went on to say of his grandfather, He also taught me how to be a worthy, correct, and just man. My grandfather loved me. Of all the grandchildren, I was his dearest. He did claim he drank the blood of an ox, something his grandmother showed him. She told him this would make him strong. He did believe this because his grandfather did the same thing, and he would live until the age of 98. Philo began his work in life at a very young age as he had to help provide for his family. One of his strongest traits was he wanted everything to be fair, and he felt anger over any injustice. But the problem with Philo was his punishment didn't always fit the crime. Yes, we wouldn't shed a tear over some of them, but some of them were a massive overreaction. One such case as a massive overreaction was when Philo started to feel the urge to kill at a very young age, and it couldn't be controlled. When he was 13, he got in an altercation with his cousin over a horse. Philo would take the horse without permission and go for a ride, and his cousin, so angry, punched him in the face. During this altercation, he tried to murder him by pushing him into a cane press. Luckily for him, he was unsuccessful and his cousin survived. Philo felt humiliated when his cousin laughed in his face when Philo tried to retaliate after he was punched. This didn't make Philo want to simply hurt him. He wanted to kill him. And he wasn't sorry for his actions. He felt they were just. And this was the beginning of a life of crime where Philo felt those who did wrong, no matter the level, deserved the harshest punishment. Death. He would go to jail for the attack on his cousin, but he was freed early when his grandfather told authorities that Philo was needed back to work, so therefore no charges would be pressed. His second attempt at murder would be successful, and this was at the age of 14. Pedro's father was working at a local school as a security guard. He would be fired by the vice mayor as it was believed that he had stolen food from the school kitchen. Pedro's father tried to plead his innocence, but no one would listen. This turn of events would have a massive impact on his family, as his father wasn't able to get another job as a guard. His father had worked at the school for 12 years, and his word meant nothing. They listened to the other guard over him. Now, Philo's mother did work, and Philo also did, but things got worse for Pedro Sr. as he began to drink more and in turn. This made him more violent. The only solution for Philo was to murder the man who fired his father. He would set out a plan. This meant moving to the woods for 30 days, living in a tent, living off animals. Once he had decided what he was going to do, he would take his grandfather's shotgun to murder the vice mayor. Outside of the mayor's house, he would shoot him once he stepped out of his jeep. But he wasn't finished. He would then murder the other guard at the school. It was possible that he thought that he was the real thief, so therefore it should have come forward, stopping his father from being fired and having this massive impact on his family. In this moment, Philo decided when he had the guard that he would always explain to his victims why they had to die and there would never be any mercy for them. Once he deemed them as fit for what he wanted to do, that was that. But he wouldn't kill children or women. Philo liked the feeling of what he saw as right and a wrong and this would continue throughout his life. After the murders, he fled. He went to Sao Paulo to his grandmother's home. While here, he would meet a woman called Botina, or Booty. 
She was quite a well-known gangster and would help him get into the drug trafficking trade. She really did take him under her wing. He was only 14 at the time and she even would take his virginity. But his relationship with her made him a target for others. They became very jealous. He was barely there five minutes and had already got in with someone like Booty. The jealousy for the others was too much, so the other boys tried to kill him at a local lagoon. He had been invited to go and hang out for the day, but they had other plans. But Philo is the one who came out of this okay. Two would die and the others would end up in hospital. He was starting to get a bit of a name for himself as someone not to be messed with. While he was able to survive, he did decide in his best interest it would be good to form his own little unit, his own little gang. So he joined forces with two other boys, Gachinho and Zin Capita. Sorry if I butchered that. The three would become extremely loyal to each other, even taking turns to stay awake at night so the others could sleep and therefore protect them. But for Philo, if he didn't like you, that was enough to kill you or wrong you in some way. A collaboration was meant to go ahead between Philo and a drug dealer known as China. Philo didn't warm to him, so he decided to steal from him instead. But this decision would later come back to bite Philo in the ass. Philo getting a bit of a name for himself, committing many crimes along with his two friends. He became a target not only for other criminals, but also the Brazilian police and also the notorious death squad. Now, they were an off-duty police officer group and a state security force, which became somewhat of a vigilante group back in the late 60s. They wanted to clean up the streets and they had the approval from the military government so they could really just do as they pleased with no repercussions. At this time, Philo's life would take a dark turn. He would lose booty at the hands of the Brazilian police who had been tipped off to where she was. This was too much for Philo and he had to flee. He went to his extended family. When he got there, he wanted a ritual performed on him to ensure that he himself could not be harmed. His aunt and uncle, they practiced black magic and they would perform a ritual that meant Philo was now untouchable. They would shave his hair, his eyebrows, and he would kill a cat and drink its blood and then he would rub the remains over his body. He would then fill the cat with seeds and bury it. There was dancing and drumming and a week later the animal was dug up and the seeds that were put into it were taken out and made into a necklace. Now this necklace never to be removed. Philo went on to say, from then on, the cops opened fire but bullets didn't hit me. The enemies attacked and I defended myself with ease. Nothing would stop me. Before I was afraid but after the ceremony it was as if nothing could affect me. After this, he then thought of himself as some sort of modern-day Robin Hood. He would steal food and feed the hungry. He would then kill men who cheated or harmed women. He would also kill people who abused animals, and at this stage, he was only 16. He would then fall in love. He would meet a woman, Maria Apresida Olympia. The two would live together. Now, he would continue his murderous ways, but unfortunately, the romance wouldn't last, as Maria would be brutally murdered by a rival gang, and she was also pregnant with his child. Philo would take it upon himself to avenge her death, and at this time, he was still a child, not even 18. This death would lead to a massacre. Philo and his friends would go directly to the gang responsible for the murder of Maria and his unborn child, but this would take some time. It took about a year he would torture many people to try and get information about who was responsible for this murder. 
Philo would soon locate the killers, though, and this would be thanks to an angry ex-wife. China's ex would inform Philo who was responsible and they could be found at a wedding. China's payback for Philo stealing from him was to kill his girlfriend. Philo would take his trusted friends and they would make their way to this wedding with one clear instruction. No women or children were to be harmed. If they were, they would have to deal with Philo. China would be killed here. All in all, seven would die and 16 others were injured at the wedding. The only woman to be injured was China's mother as she tried to protect her son. But Philo blamed her as she shouldn't have gotten the way. Afterwards, they simply left and went for a drink. After the massacre, Philo began dating twins and they would be in a relationship together. He would continue to kill almost daily. If he didn't kill, he would become very agitated. And he also would continue to drink the blood of his victims to go stronger. The amount of bodies at the wedding had to make the police officers start to take notice, even the corrupt ones, and they began looking for him. But sadly, his two friends would be killed, Gachiho by the police at robbery and Z Capetita by the death squad. Philo's luck would eventually run out, though. He was arrested on May 24, 1973. The arrest broke out into a gunfight and Philo was badly injured. He was only 18 years old at this time. All the stuff I have said, he's still only 18 years old. Killer PT would awake, chained to a bed in a hospital. He had finally been captured. When he was well enough, he would go to court and be charged with 18 murders, but he was bragging how it should be a lot more. For these murders, he would get 126 years. While being transferred to prison, he was placed in a van with another criminal, and this criminal was a rapist. Philo, not believing someone who commits such a crime deserves to walk this earth, simply murdered him. The police would open the doors to find one of their prisoners dead. It didn't matter to Philo the location. If he felt someone deserved to die, they were going to die. Now, Brazilian prisons are not like what we get here in the UK. You don't get a cell to yourself or with one or two other people. No luxuries at all. And when I say no luxuries you barely get clean water or any food. Philo was put into these conditions in the 70s, and if you look online, it does not appear that anything has improved since then. The prisons were understaffed, and those who were there would tend to turn a blind eye. Plus, they were hugely outnumbered, the guards. They were easily bribed and would think nothing of handing over the keys to inmates. It was a place of crime, death, drugs, and they were even known to smuggle women in. Philo was the man on the outside, but when he went to prison, he was the new kid on the block. Not for long, but at this time he was. He was put into a cell with many other men. There was no beds, there was no mattresses, and there was no toilet. There was a hole in the floor, which was the toilet, where Philo had to sleep. Whoever was new always ended up next to the hole on the floor. Plus, he was known. He had a target on his back, and his status did make others jealous. He managed to make a makeshift knife for protection and it wouldn't be long until he had to use it. While out in the yard one day, he was attacked by five men. Three of them would die and the remaining two simply cut their losses at looking at their friends and ran away. While in prison, if he wasn't killing, which he did a lot, there was a lot of working out and martial arts and he also learned to read. His one joy was visits from his mother and grandmother, two people he knew loved him in this world. One particular night, he decided to go to bed early, leaving his cellmates to snort cocaine, drink and gamble the night away. 
he would wake up to go to the bathroom and felt uneasy by the looks he was getting. This would also happen the next day. Not knowing what it was, it wouldn't be long before he found out why no one wanted to speak to him. His mother had died, and not from natural causes, she had been murdered, and to add insult to injury, she had been murdered by her husband, Philo's father. Philo was full of rage and wanted to kill his father. Philo speaks in an interview on YouTube of his mother's funeral and how he was allowed to attend while handcuffed. He was still in prison at the time and he was close to where she was being laid to rest and he swore revenge in front of her that he would kill his father. His father would be in the same prison and one day Philo went to his cell. Philo managed to get a gun from a guard and lock the guard in the cell along with some others and made his way to his father. As soon as he seen him, he would lunge at him and he managed to stab him 22 times. His mother had been stabbed 21 times and he wanted to do one more. Not only did he manage to do that, but he also cut a piece of his father's heart out, chewed it and then threw it over his father's body. That was also revenge that he promised his mother. The reason for the murder of his mother, Philo's father heard that his wife had betrayed him and that was his reason for killing her. Filio has gone on to say that this was a lie. He refers to his mother as the holiest woman in Brazil. He speaks of how his father had no intentions of stopping at his mother, saying he wanted to destroy his whole family and kill his brothers, but the neighbours helped the brothers escape. He describes his father as a hard worker and also speaks of his father's family. They didn't like his mother, and Filio explains how they lied to his father about his mother being unfaithful. His father had received a Christmas bonus, and he went to visit his family. When he returned from the visit, this is when he murdered his wife. And also, according to Philo, he tried to murder his brother because he believed the brother was trying to cover up from the mother. After the father was arrested and taken, the family came to take the bonus and other things from the home. Philo explains that back in the day, the worst thing to happen was to be betrayed by your wife. If you are a hard worker, then there is an expectation that your wife will be loyal. After the murder of his father, he simply went back to the cell, let the guards out and let them put him in handcuffs. Philo soon became known as the Punisher, based on a Marvel character. He would receive letters from many people asking them to kill someone for them. He never received any money for any of these hits. He would keep himself to himself in prison, but did make one friend, Claudio. Claudio would be released and Philo would help him by setting him up with his family to get him on his feet. Claudio, though, would start a relationship with Philo's sister, Silvana. One evening, an argument broke out as Philo's brother started disrespecting Claudio by saying that he and Philo were in a sexual relationship. Anger consumed Claudio and he began firing shots and this killed Silvana and injured her friend. Back in prison, Claudio went and Philo was very forgiven as he understood why he did it. But he was just biding his time as one day he decapitated Claudio and simply felt his sister's death had been avenged. While he did kill the bad people, he also killed for minor reasons. Once he told a judge he killed someone because they were snoring too loud. Another time, he simply didn't like someone's face. But apparently, this was something he made up, although he did kill a roommate for staring at him. Philo had got into a relationship, and she was visiting, and they were being intimate within the prison. The man was staring, so he was murdered for being disrespectful. In 1985, Fila would be transferred to Debat's Maximum Security Prison and Psychiatric Treatment Centre. Here, prisoners would have their own cells and were let out for meals and exercise. This was also stopped Philo from killing as he was on his own for most of the time. Although he did end up in a war between a fellow inmate, Ramos, a surgeon. 
Grimos was a snitch and that did not bode well with Philo. When Philo was confronted by Ramos, he hit him, causing a fight, but lucky, luckily for Ramos, the guards intervened and he survived. Philo would end up in solitary confinement for 10 years. His only interaction was with other guards. On some occasions, it would be a journalist. Philo just tended to get on with things and was very polite. In 1996, a journalist would visit and asked him if he would kill again. He calmly replied, yes, I would have to. To put it simply, I'm a murderer. I always have been. In 1998, a notorious killer would arrive at the prison, Francisco de Assis Pereira. He was known as the park maniac. He raped, tortured and murdered 11 women. He would also rape nine other women, but they survived. He would use a ruse as a talent scout looking for models. He got 268 years. Philo, of course, wanted to kill him. It even made the news when a reporter had spoken to Philo and he expressed his desire to kill him. On December 17, 2000, a riot broke out. 23 hostages were taken. Four of them were children. News began to filter down through the prison that many rival gang members had died and also the park maniac had died. He had not been. Philo did not go to him as he was protecting the hostages, bringing them food and water. Brazil at this time had not updated Article 5 of the Brazilian Constitution, meaning no one can be sentenced for their natural life in prison. This was at a time when people did not live long enough like they do today. Life expectancy was 43, so therefore prisoners needed to be released after 30 years served, meaning Philo was up for parole in 2003. This would not happen though, but he would be paroled on April 24, 2007, after 34 years in prison. He left prison and went on to live a quiet life off the grid. He had a cottage and a Labrador. Life had changed a lot, so he needed help to adjust. Modern technology was very foreign to him. He went to church and got a job on a farm. He would be arrested again, though, on September 15, 2011. This was because of riots that took place while he was in prison. Also, he now had a gun, and that was against his probation. He went quietly and asked his neighbour to take care of his dog. He would go back to prison but have a very quiet life while he was there, keeping himself to himself. But he would be released again on December 6, 2017, when he was 64. Philo himself says he is a changed man and has explained how the people he killed were murderers, rapists and people he felt had wronged him. And as of today, he is still a free man. He has a Facebook page, as said a YouTube channel, and is hoping he can show the youth of today that crime does not pay. When asked if he had an urge to kill, he replies, yes, but it fades away. And that is the story of free serial killer Pedro Rodriguez Filo. Thank you for listening to American Murder Stories. And if you've got any comments, let me know. And also, if there's any cases you want me to cover from North, Central or South America, then please email me at AmericanMurderStories at gmail.com. And if you want anything behind the scenes, you can go to Facebook and Instagram as American Murder Stories and Twitter as American underscore murder. Thanks for listening and I shall chat to you soon. Bye.